You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. new episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline back to talk more nxt on the wwe network and hulu hello jacqueline it is freezing here uh Mm. is it i'm hoping it's slightly warmer in your home oh yeah it was like in the 80s today well this is my adopted home state yes adopted home state of course yeah originally from the equally frigid new york uh yes yes which, now hanging uh, out in Florida, which is yes. basically the tropics. <laughs> An improvement in weather. Yeah. Um, so before we start talking about what happened on NXT this week, uh, there's some more people moving into your neighborhood, Jacqueline. Oh, no. WWE has announced its latest group of signees to the Performance Center. And this might be the largest pool yet that contains wrestlers like already established wrestlers they have too many i know well originally when they started this i think the idea was to find people to mold them into wrestlers like bodybuilders or gymnasts or you know fitness models or whatever the case may be and turn them look i still haven't gotten my call just kidding (laughs) Uh, like so, I think that was the original goal, and they still do some of these. There are a couple of people who they have signed two, I believe, exactly in this class that mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm. have no professional wrestling experience. But the rest of the class is entirely professional wrestlers. Uh, and I know that you've said that they've got too many already, and they probably do. Uh, but uh, two things: one, uh, there's been a lot of injuries on the main roster. And uh, really, oh, there's a bunch of people that are out right now. Uh, probably because they're old and need to retire. Anyway, some yeah. of them, some of them might be. Uh, <laughs> some of some of them are are also just just hurt or or ill. In the case of like say Roman Reigns or something along those lines. Oh yeah, uh, no, I don't I don't count him anymore. Right. Uh, so uh, there there's going to be some shifting in the rosters and stuff, no! but also. The uh, the other thing is that AEW exists, and yep. they're signing a lot of people. So WWE is like, well, we've got to sign a bunch of people so they don't go sign with them. Didn't AEW just sign... Who's the big guy that they just signed? With an M? With an M? Maybe not. I don't know. Like He's supposed to be like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, literally just an M in his name? Yeah, there's an... I think it starts with an M. It's not like oh, I'm not really sure. I mean, they have announced a... Omega. Oh, the... oh, so so they did sign okay. Kenny. They did, yeah, they did announce Kenny Omega signing. Yeah. Uh, people, See, there's an M in his name. Yes, 
that I thought you were talking about Penta L zero M, which is another. I don't know what that is. Penta Penta L zero M and Phoenix are a tag team, uh, the Lucha Brothers, and they're they're awesome. They're also working with AEW, although they are not working with them with a contract. Uh, okay, that's a long story, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kenny Omega signed there. There were some people who foolishly thought that he might actually go sign with WWE. Uh, but that was like never going to happen. These are like his best friends who started this promotion. Uh, yeah. so he's, he was signing with them. It was, it really wasn't a surprise, but, uh, he did, but yeah. Uh, in fact, actually they have, uh, they just had a, like a, like a press conference or something for like their, their next show that they're doing where they announced, a, a ticket availability, and that show looks like it's already going to sell out. And they announced a bunch of new signings, uh, including uh, they they did so, so. WWE has signed people uh, that mm-hmm. that are within the uh, the LGBTQ community. Uh, two that I can think of off the top of my head, and I was going to say I only know one. Yeah, Sonya Deville, uh, yep. who's on the main roster. Uh, there was another guy, Darren Young, who was on the roster ages ago. Uh, but they never really did anything with him. And to WWE's point, uh, they never made storylines around them that involved their sexuality. Although they did feel free to tout that they did sign these people and that they were openly gay or whatever the case was. Um, AEW uh, signed uh, an LGBTQ wrestler, but didn't even bother mentioning that this person was. Like, fans knew this particular wrestler is a wrestler named Sonny Kiss. And hmm. uh, fans already knew this, but they didn't go out of their way to be like, it's the first LGBTQ signing in AEW. Uh, they also signed... Uh, That's the way it should be. They also Sorry. they also signed a trans wrestler uh, as well, which they also made zero mention about that person's gender identity. Uh, they just, that person was signed and they introduced them. Uh, Good. Which was awesome. So, and the best part is, uh, all of the people who know that this particular wrestler is transgender uh, and the ones who hate it, they really make it well known. So it's super easy to block those people on Twitter. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they've made a bunch of signings. In WWE's case, uh, they announced the... Uh, the signings of Trevor Lee. I think we actually talked about these people before because some of these names were leaked, and I think in a previous mm-hmm. episode. But uh, Trevor Lee, who was a wrestler for Impact Wrestling, uh, ACH, who most recently was working in New Japan, uh, Rachel. Is El- the person's name ACH? Yes, literally the letters ACH, which may have no, at one not- point stood up for something, but no longer. Ak. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, Triple H or. Ha ha ha! Uh, okay. Triple H okay. D- does stand for something, but nobody calls him Hunter Hunter Hearst Helmsley anymore. Yeah. Uh, Except what's her face? His wife. Yes. Oh, she'll still say Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Ellering, who has been in NXT and in both May Young Classics as Rachel Evers, uh, Karen Q, and she's dating Cassius Ono. She is. That's right. Uh. Karen Q, Sorry. who was in the last May Young Classic. Uh, Samuel Shaw, who I'm not a particularly big fan of. Uh, but he was in Impact for like a cup of coffee. 
a, a couple of Australians in Jonah Rock, who is a, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe him. Uh, he's kind of like an Otis Dozovic type of build. So he's not really, he's not super tall, but he is very thick as the kids say. You need one of those. Oh yeah. Uh, and his, uh, Australian tag team partner, Elliot Sexton, <coughs> which is a great name. Uh, yeah, yeah. their tag team in Australia was sex rock. Great name. That's... Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, That's something. And to me, the biggest signing, the, like the biggest weird signing for me was Team 3.0, Scott Parker and Shane Matthews. They were like this uh, kind of like this weird underground cult favorite Canadian tag team that okay. sort of made some waves on on a couple of uh, U.S. independents many years ago. Uh, they've actually had a couple of appearances in NXT basically as like an enhancement tag team. So like guys that just go out there to get beat. Uh, uh-huh. But they were very funny and entertaining in both of the matches where they got destroyed. Uh, okay. I was very surprised to see them signed. Um, They're a very fun tag team. They also well, signed. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Uh, they also signed former college football players, Omari Palmer and Ricardo Miller. I don't know who those guys I don't are. Know but either of them. Former college football players. They Apparently they had tryouts last summer. So there, there's that. Uh, new people will be appearing. Some of these people will probably appear sooner than later because they are uh, much more seasoned. Uh, mm-hmm. or have a lot of... Uh, like. Tre- I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, say, Trevor Lee and ACH soon-ish because both of them have like a, just a ton of experience. I can't see them being just on the, the Florida loop for too long. Okay. Uh, did you by chance happen to catch any of NXT UK this week? I think I did, but I don't remember it. Okay. Well, it's not surprising. I wouldn't, if I had not written down what happened, I also would have forgotten what occurred. Okay. It was kind of a boring show. Uh, there was a, an okay match with Ligero pinning Mark Andrews. Oh, I liked that match. Yeah, it was it was it was good. I like both of those guys though. Uh, there was a recap video announcing uh, where Sid Scala announced that uh, <coughs> the Grizzled Young Vets will be defending their UK tag titles against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an interview with Pete Dunne where he said that he was impressed by Walter but not afraid of him. I don't know if Pete Dunne is brave or stupid or both. I smell a rivalry. I am impressed by Walter and I am scared of him. <laughs> As anyone would be if they saw that picture I sent to you of poor Jack Starr's chest. Yeah, that didn't that looked like a welt in the shape of a hand. It was terrifying. Holy moly. Um in a battle of the youngest people on the roster, Zaya Brookside defeated Candy Floss in a very short match. It was also okay. It was not great. Oh, wow. I went with okay, and then you went with not great. I didn't like either of them, really. Oh, except when Rhea came out, and that was cool. Oh, Rhea, yeah, Rhea came out and destroyed... Did she destroy both, or did she just destroy Zaya? Yeah. Just Zaya, huh? No, she got in there for both. Oh, she got, them, she got them both. Okay. She was just, like, tossing them around. It was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, you thought 
the Zaya match wasn't that great. I thought the Joe Joseph Connors Wild Boar Mike Hitchman match was way less great than the Zaya Candy Floss match. There wasn't I don't, any... rem... I don't think I watched that one. I think the... I got <laughs> there wasn't anything technically wrong with it, but I was just bored to tears. Yeah, that happens. Uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, uh, Joe Coffey pinned Ashton Smith. Again, a nothing match. Sure. And then in the main event, Walter pinned Mark Coffey in a match mm-hmm. that was less fun to watch than Walter and Jack Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because Mark Coffey is the more boring of the Coffey brothers, which is yep. kind of saying something because I don't think Joe Coffey is all that flashy either to me. But, uh, you know, Walter hit him with his power bomb and got the win. Uh, apparently, uh, on the coming week's show, there's going to be a number of matches that were taped during the Royal Rumble Access weekend in Phoenix um, that are going to air. Uh, probably while the... Because uh, I, I think they're doing new, a new set of tapings uh, this hmm. week. So, yeah. On to, okay. our, on to our actual main event, Jacqueline. Woohoo! Straight up NXT. And you're going to be surprised by this. I had to go back and look... Uh, because we did miss a couple of episodes, uh, yeah. well, we did we did cover them kind of right last week. Glossed over them, yeah. Yeah, we are actually on episode four hundred and ninety-one. Woo! We're out of the eighties. We are. It's so, been a year. That's good. <laughs> it has been a year. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where we are anymore. Uh, <laughs> so the show opens with North American champion Johnny Gargano. Uh, coming out to the ring and uh, the crowd was pretty happy, right? They gave him the, you deserve it. And Johnny said, no, we all deserve it. Uh, You know, Johnny, Johnny wrestling is back. I was putting himself up to be the people's champ. Yeah. I will say this. I was skeptical that Mm -hmm. he said Johnny wrestling was back. Cause you know what? I've been watching him, Jacqueline. And I don't think Johnny Wrestling really is back. I think maybe he thinks. In his mind. Yeah. But I don't think that's what's really going on here. He was interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa. Of course. Yep. And, uh, of course, Ciampa came out. And instead of just directly congratulating Johnny for winning, he said that he wanted to congratulate Johnny for uh, basically uh, following following his lead. Right? That's his thing that he says. Uh, yep. because he listened, Chamba paved the way. That's right. Because he listened to Tommaso. That's why he's the champion. And Johnny Man, was, what a prick, right? <laughs> he couldn't even be a little bit happy for him. So, uh, Johnny dismissed this whole notion saying that there is no us. The crowd is really torn. They want DIY to form, but also when Johnny's like, there mm. is no us, they're kind of like, Yay, boo? Uh, we don't know. Uh, We're confused still, Johnny. Yes. Help us. Both of these men are then interrupted by Velveteen Dream, who Yay! notes that he won the World's Collide Tournament and he can get a shot at the title holder of his choice. He then goes face-to-face with Ciampa and says that it's not going to be him. He doesn't want his belt. And Ciampa is appalled. He can't believe it that somebody wouldn't want Goldie. Right. 
this is a dangerous line to walk because the the world title is supposed to be the title and every mm-hmm. wrestler is supposed to want to be that champion so they did walk a little bit of a dangerous line here but it's worth it because you know dream comes in and he says that he wants johnny's belt and to turn down a shot at the world title to say that i want a shot at the secondary title when it's done right can help elevate that second title to mean more especially when you get a johnny gargano and velveteen dream match mm-hmm. so, so i'm excited as well uh and you know what velveteen dream this is a good spot to pick because the last time these two faced off uh velveteen dream beat him that's true so not a bad not a bad choice for velveteen dream and uh we are told later in the episode that that match will happen in two weeks time it's true. I'm excited for it. Yes. Uh, Jackson Riker. Gross. Of the Forgotten Sons. He took on Mansoor. Yep. Who I believe used to have a much longer name, but they've cut yeah. it down in true WWE fashion. Um, I, I will say this. Of the three Forgotten Sons, Jackson Riker at least has some presence to him. You don't forget which one is in the ring. At least. Uh, it's stands... only because he has crazy eyes. Yeah, he stands out from the other two. Yeah. Also, do, do their, does their music always start with Do Unto Others? Yes. Does it? This is the first time I really noticed it. Because I was like, but for real? Like, what are they coming back from? Yeah, I've <laughs> said it. Doing here? I've heard it so many times now that I say it with the song when they come out. Oh. Yeah. I guess it's the first time I really paid attention. And I was like, what? We're quoting the Bible now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> uh, are, we grass- are we that desperate? <laughs> maybe. So, poor Mansoor here, he tried. He uh, did. He had the words uh, Arabic aesthetic on his rear end. I like Mansoor. I've seen him live before. Yeah. I wanted good things for him. Well, it didn't happen for him here. He got <laughs> speared out of the air. And then he gave him a choke slam into a sit-out powerbomb, and he won. Uh, oh, and after the match, Riker gave him a second one. And Because he's uh, a douche. Right. Then Blake and Cutler had to jump in to restrain him. I'm still trying to figure out, are we supposed to like the Forgotten Sons? No, they are definitely supposed to be bad guys. Okay. They're really just annoying, though. More than anything, I would say yes. I don't really dislike mm. them. The only thing I dislike about them is that they'll come on the screen and have a match. I'm not actively rooting for them to lose. I'm kind of actively rooting for the match to be over so I can go on to something I do, in fact, care yeah. about. Yeah, their matches are real boring. Yeah, not a good time, usually. You know what? Just move them up to the main roster. Get rid mm. of them. We'll all be happier for it. It's a great idea. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Kathy Kelly's backstage. She's planning to interview Ricochet when he's done with the photo shoot, but Adam Cole barged in, flanked by the rest of Undisputed Era. He called... Oh, Cole called Ricochet a one-trick pony, which got Ricochet's attention, and he confronted Cole. (laughs) They exchanged some words, arguing over who should be the next one to get a shot at the North American Championship. Ricochet challenged Cole to a match next week, and Cole accepted the challenge. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it should be Ricochet getting the shot, because he is the former champion. But uh, Cole is the former, former champion, although... Adam Cole has still not gotten his one-on-one rematch. So he hasn't. That. 
How much fun would it be, though, if they teamed up against Johnny Gargano? I don't think it would ever happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, how much fun would that be? That would be a really good match. Right? Like, if we saw Adam Cole and Ricochet just, like, attack Johnny Gargano, like, no one would expect it. No. Except us. No, because you called it. You just called our shot right there. I really hope this happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, 205 Live's Drew Gulak appears in NXT, uh, and he takes on, well, as he's known on the Florida Loop, Rick Boogs. But here, he is being called by his birth name, apparently. Maybe the best name I've ever heard in my life. Eric Boogenhagen. Yo, this guy. <laughs> Holy cow, this guy. He comes out wearing Shawn Michaels gear from the 1980s. And he is playing... I... Go ahead. Oh, I was thinking more David Lee Roth, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. He de- well, I mean, I think that's, like, the look he's going for. Like, he comes out... His music at first is very... Un- There's this very unassuming music. And then just the word Boogenhagen appears on the screen. And I'm like, what the hell? What is this? And then he comes <laughs> out, and then the music ramps up, and then he just does, like, a total, like, 80s-style glam metal scream, like, at the top of his which, lungs. Which he did way too many times. He did it. And it was annoying. Yeah, it really should only be for the entrance. Yep. I maybe maybe once during the match, but I think he did it like three or four times. He came out cool. here, Jacqueline, and he was playing air guitar, and I'm like, okay, so I've seen this before. Like, Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly plays air guitar on his belt, but then he starts yeah. playing air drums, and then he starts using the ropes, pretending that they are a keyboard. Like, he just this... had a whole one-man air band going. <laughs> I'm like, this dude is nuts. <laughs> he was bonkers, and Drew Gulak... There's this great shot of of Rick Boogs <laughs> playing keyboard on the ropes. And over his shoulder, you can just see Gulak in the opposite corner just staring with disgust. <laughs> and then you also see... I had to like go back and look at this again. Because there's also referee Jessica Carr is in there. And she has got this dumbfounded look on her face. <laughs> like, she does not know what's happening. Smart girl, Jessica. Smart girl. And... Uh, so Gulak just obliterates this man. There is one moment where, where Bugenhagen gets some offense in. He gets, <laughs> this is also great. He gets Drew Gulak in an abdominal stretch and then decides to play air guitar with his ribs. Which <laughs> Nigel McGuinness was af- deeply offended by this. He really was. He was not having it. This is an embarrassment. He says something along the lines of, <laughs> and Gulag gets out of it. Um, he puts him in. Gulag puts him in a dragon sleeper, which he calls the Gulak to get the win. <laughs> After the match, Gulak is very mad. He felt yes, he, is. he came all the way from 205 Live to NXT. He is the Philadelphia stretcher. He's a submission expert. And he comes to NXT, and he feels disrespected that he was given Ben Stiller from Dodgeball as an opponent. You know what? I appreciate that we went that far back for a reference. That was a (laughs) heck of a reference. And he said that this this was not a challenge. He issues an open challenge for anyone to come out and get stretched. And then the greatest theme music plays, and Matt Riddle comes out. 
Bro. Bro. <laughs> and he totally ex- wants to accept Gulak's challenge. And Gulak says something along the lines of, like, take off your pink flip-flops and make my day. And then Matt Riddle says maybe my favorite line I've heard in all of wrestling. And this is only because I presume he is referencing Indiana Jones and the last crusade when he says (laughs) you've chosen wisely, bro. (laughs) Oh my God. I fell in love with this man. Uh, All over again. (laughs) Yes. So Riddle and Gulak come out here and have a match that you're not usually used to because these two guys are grapplers and there was a lot of grappling. And when they weren't grappling, when they weren't doing high-level grappling, they were pounding the shit out of each other. Like, Drew Gulak hit... Like, Riddle came charging in for a forearm, and Gulak put his feet up at, like, the the very last second, and he looked like he kicked Matt Riddle's head off. Like, this was actually a really good match. type of match I normally enjoy. Yeah. And I was like... But it was super athletic in its own way that I like really respect these guys. And I was like, man, Drew Gulak, I wish I knew your name before this. Like, you shouldn't be on 205 Live. Yeah, he doesn't really fit. I mean, his character on that show is that he hates all of the flyers. Okay. So, like, he wants to... There was, like, a time where he wanted to try to eliminate all high-flying, like, ban people <laughs> jumping off of ropes. Because uh, Gulak's thing is, like, he's a torture device. He puts people in... Like, really gross submissions and twist their okay. arms all over the place. Uh, that's kind of his thing. And uh, they did this quite well, but uh, Matt Riddle ended up getting the better of him. In quick succession, he hit Gulak with a deadlift powerbomb, followed by a knee strike, followed by a bunch of elbows to the side of Drew's head, and then he puts him in the bro mission, and Gulak taps out. And after the match, Gulak uh, has... Uh, now gained a deep respect for Matt Riddle, straight up shakes his hand and then leaves. I thought this was and great. I think Matt Riddle, I think Matt Riddle won over a bro. Like he might have a bro now. Mm-hmm. That's all he ever wanted. That's all he ever <laughs> wants. Just to make friends. He just wants a buddy. Like, I think he's got that. I mean, I, in some ways, I'm real happy a, for him. <laughs> in some ways, Jacqueline, it's kind of a tragic story that in order to get friends, sometimes he has to really pummel them in order for them to become friends. Yeah, he has to gain their respect and trust. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad in a lot of ways. Like, you'd think his personality type would just invite friends in. <laughs> I really enjoyed this progression of matches, though. Like, that that Bugenhagen guy, I was like, what <laughs> in the actual hell is happening? And then mm. when I realized it was all just setting up for, like, a Matt Riddle, like, moment, I was like, all right, I dig it. I yes. see what you did there. <laughs> so, on the apparently, because I saw this on the... Performance Center YouTube channel, there was an an, an Eric Bugenhagen video <laughs> in which they talk about his debut and things like that. But then, this is something they did not show on the episode, but apparently after this match, he came out for an encore performance where he just oh played God. like air like air instruments <laughs> and he got like Jessica Carr to play and he's like... He's like, my dream was to really invite the fans into the ring and, like, I would assign them all different air <laughs> instruments for them to play. <laughs> this guy's bonkers. This guy just seemed like he was having a really good time with it, and I appreciate it. did mm-hmm. not take himself seriously right. at all. And, like, you can't when you're, like, in that position. Right. I mean, that sort of character has, like, a definite ceiling on it. Oh, for sure. Uh, but 
at least for his time in NXT, he's probably going to make people really happy. If he ever gets sent to the main roster like this, people will be sick of him within two weeks. Yes. uh, Because they'll just overdo it. Yes, the main roster does not know how to ease people into it. No, they have a tendency to just overdo things very quickly or... And hit you in the face with it. Or they they either do that or they do the opposite and completely underdo things. Yeah. The only one who I think they did kind of right, and I don't know if it was the main roster writers or if the wrestler did it himself, was Elias. I enjoy him. So, yeah, Elias is one of these cases of didn't work in NXT. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Alexa Bliss, like Carmella. Um, These are people that it just did not work. And when they got to the main roster, they found something... And it worked. Elias yep. is like a zillion times better than he was in NXT. Interesting. Same for Alexa. Carmella, honestly, I don't think she's actually that much better than she was in NXT, but whatever. I don't like Carmella. That's no. another story. Me either. Main event time. Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir against Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, and Io Shirai. The Sky Pirates. The Sky Pirates. And Bianca Belair. So, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I've continually learned is mm-hmm. that, uh, and my mind hasn't changed, I th- I'm i pretty sure they rushed Jessamine and Marina to television. They, they yes. just don't quite feel like they're... Everybody tells me that Marina is the better of the two, but quite honestly, they both seem like they're basically 1A and 1B to me in terms That's of just- like... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say in terms of, like, not standing out to me. Like, they both seem equally not ready. I agree. And what's interesting to me is that when... Because I saw them debut on the Florida circuit, and Jessamine was the better one. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what happened to her. I think they're both... I, I don't know what it is, but they're... Yeah, they're not ready. Yeah, maybe they're trying to force it. It could just take some time. Like they're very new. Like yeah. really new. I think they're still like within like their first eight months or whatever it is. I don't. I don't think they've been wrestling very long. No, uh, not at all. I will say this, because uh, Moro Ronaldo kept calling Marina the what was it the the Moldovian unicorn or something along those lines, <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? And I go and look it up. Apparently, that was like her fight nickname. Oh, like Shayna's always been the queen of spades, even when she was fighting. Uh, And Marina's like, oh, my God, what a tremendous nickname. Like everybody's got like the British badass or whatever it is. And she's like Moldovian unicorn. (laughs) Like, hell yeah. Yeah, that like so lends itself to wrestling. <laughs> yeah, like I somebody needs to be like the something narwhal. Like that'll really make me happy. Okay. Somebody's like a narwhal. I'm a big narwhal fan, everyone. The Antarctic narwhal. narwhal. <laughs> I'm trying to think of places that start with N, like the Nordic narwhal. The Okay. That might, Jessamine that might... Duke could fit into that. She looks Swedish. <laughs> yeah, like... she's kind of got the look, right? The super blonde yeah, hair. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of like oddly lanky. Yep. Yeah. Really she, lanky. I think it kind of works. Um, anyway, uh, they continue to not impress. I will say this. Yeah. <clears throat> there, was, there was a certain someone in the crowd who agreed with me that was not impressed with their skills. But he was a dick about it. Did you hear this guy? I didn't hear it. So 
Whenever, oh, maybe I did. Whenever Marina or Shayna was in there, he wasn't necessarily saying, like, you can't wrestle, but... Um, well, I think he maybe started out with you can't wrestle, and the fans sort of, like, booed him down. Uh, but then they were like, you know, ta- he was just, like, tagging Shayna, which... I mean, I felt bad for these two. Like, they aren't... I don't think they're ready for TV. I think they've got a long ways to go, but you don't have the to The crowd is not nice to them. Like, even... I saw them... I We saw the four-way women's tag team match, and it was Kyrie Or not Kyrie. It was um, Shayna and, and uh, Marina, and people were just, like, not nice to her. And I'm like... And they're, like, these middle-aged fat white men and i'm like you know Mm -hmm. what you get up there and do this (laughs) right well i mean like really sure well i mean look it's okay for i mean i'm i'm feel like i'm nearly middle-aged and white and sorry i don't think that well i I take no offense to what you're saying i'm just saying that they're i don't think they're that great uh but (laughs) i wouldn't go to the show with the express idea of trying to heckle them because i don't think they're great I would yeah. I would boo them like they're the bad guys because they are, and mm-hmm. if I wanted to share my opinions afterward or I didn't think they were any good, I'd say I didn't think their performance was any good. But I'm not going to sit there and try to heckle them because you know what does that accomplish? And they're out there trying to better mm-hmm. themselves, and I give them all the credit in the world for that. And they're exactly. certainly much better athletes than I am. So there you go. I just don't think that they are that great, and they need some more time in the oven, so to speak. That they do. They need some more training time. I will say this, though, because I always think you need to have a positive for, for like, negative things. Mm-hmm. And that is that the standout in this match for me was definitely Io Shirai. I thought she was amazing. Yeah, she's great. Uh, but will... this is the first time I really saw her as, like, the standout Performer. woman. Performer, yeah. Yeah. She hasn't really been given um, a lot of chances to do that yet. Yeah, and I think she did a really good job. And I think she was in the ring. She made them look good. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they, you like that's and that's to me is the, the telling of a true like. Yeah, she's a total pro for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that stood out to me was Bianca Belair's kick-ass Black History Month gear. That mm-hmm. was just like covered with, uh, like African American icons, and I thought that was just like the coolest gear. I, like <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that in WWE. No. That was like the coolest. She, she's, I love her so much. If they would just get her to stop saying undefeated, I would be like, <laughs> yes, she'd be my she's been defeated. It's okay to move on. She's so close to being my favorite. Um, <laughs> so they did something really interesting here. Uh, the eventually, uh, Sky Pirates and Bianca uh, essentially dispose of Jessamine and Marina, and mm-hmm. it's down to Shayna. Normally, this is like if they're going to lose, Shane is not the one getting the loss here. But they did protect her in a way, uh, yep. Because Kyrie hit the hit her elbow on Shayna, but it was broken up. And then Bianca came in, and she hit. Well, I think Kyrie was going to tag Io or something, but Bianca reached in and tagged herself in. Yeah, essentially because she wanted back at Shayna, and she hit Shayna with a KOD. But that was broken up. And then mm-hmm. Eo gets in, and Eo hits Shayna with a double knees, and then she hits her with uh, her moonsault, and Eo Shirai pins Shayna Baszler. Yep. And Kyrie, even though she could have beaten Shayna, but her pin was broken up, 
she wasn't upset. Her best friend in the whole world just pinned the NXT Women's Champion, so she's celebrating. But Bianca, on the other hand, she's like, I oh. hit her with my move. I should have won. And then you her came face. in. Yeah. She's like, you came in. She Bianca was selling it like her spot was stolen by EO. Yep. And EO uh, and Kyrie, especially Kyrie, was trying so hard to get Bianca to be like, come on, woo, we won. <laughs> and Bianca was having like none of it. Uh, no, it it was a pretty cool ending that one. I thought this was a great ending, and Shirai is like up on the turnbuckles, and she's making like the belt motion on her uh-huh. waist. She's saying, "I'm the I'm the next contender." I think she was trying to say, or she did say, uh, "Oh, it's gonna get so bad." And clearly, this is what they're going towards because when you, at least this is how it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. If you pin a champion in a non-title match. That's supposed to, like, rocket you up to title contention. But uh, I feel like Bianca is going to, you know, maybe go to Mr. Regal and claim some contention that she should have had this match won. Uh, you know, Kyrie could make the same argument, but it's her best friend, so she's, you know, not going she's to. She's not going to. But Bianca probably will, so I feel like we might get a Bianca-Eo match to determine who faces Shayna, presumably at TakeOver Brooklyn 5 or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. I am I am totally cool with that storyline. Yeah, me too. I'm excited about it. And also, they only have one women's champion. Yes. Chip Belt. Mhm. They have two men's. How come only one man ever defends belts on regular NXT, but Shayna Baszler is always out there? I don't get it. Yeah, so they actually put Kappa in there. I mean, they've got more than that. In fact, they've got the tag titles as well. So, oh yeah, but they have those on the all the time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, my my hope because they they're introducing these women's tag team titles on the main roster. That's true. Uh, but they are not brand specific belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so each brand is not going to have their own tag titles, which means I hope that these are. Like interbrand, like the whoever the champions are, they can go anywhere and defend them. Fun. Um, which means my my dream match. Like I don't know if they're gonna do Eo and Shayna at uh, at Takeover, but if they don't, uh, my dream match is hopefully we get. I'm hoping for Bailey and Sasha to win the women's tag titles, so we can do Bailey and Sasha against Sky Pirates at Takeover. For the women's tag titles, because I think that would be <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's like my that's that's like my pipe dream. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to just pretend that these women tag these women's tag titles can only be defended on Raw or SmackDown events. But um, I think that would be tremendous, and it, and it's kind of a way to take uh, two like all time NXT greats and put them back on an NXT show, a la that Finn Balor cool. recently. So. Mm-hmm. I think it would it would be an awesome match, and I think the crowd would be on fire for it. And also, because I don't know who else these two ladies would wrestle. I mean, there are other teams on the main roster, but none of them are really any good. So, right, like the Iconics. Yeah, I think the Iconics are good characters, but that's where it ends mm-hmm. with them. Um, they're good at their character, but I don't think it extends much past that. And I think there's like Sonya and Mandy, uh, oh, yeah. and and they're okay, but 
yeah, there's like there's no super teams for them to work with. So Sky Pirates, a takeover. Come on, everybody. I mean, I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be okay with EO and, and Shayna as well. I think that'll be a very good match. Oh yeah, I'm okay with all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, some final thoughts. Any final thoughts on this week's episode of NXT? Um, I thought it was good. I think we need to stop trying to make the Forgotten Sons a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I probably rated about a three, three and a half, somewhere around there. It wasn't horrible. It was enjoyable for the most part. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you know what? I'm what? gonna I'm gonna add a, a new segment to the show. Just decided right now, we're gonna add a new segment to the show. Oh, good. <laughs> who, who, another thing to remember. Don't worry, I'll forget this by like next week, maybe. Who was okay. who was your NXT MVP for the week? Like, who's the person who was like uh... the star of the show for you? Was it Bugenhagen? No. <laughs> uh, I think it was Drew Gulak. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know I, what? The, I, what? Was, I was going to say Matt Riddle, but honestly, honestly, Drew Gulak is like the the glue. Um, it's going to sound like I'm trying to make a pun there, but I'm not. The glue that holds like all that together. Like, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, he fought. He fought two matches in a row. Mm-hmm. They were real match. Like the one versus Buchenhagen wasn't over like in 30 seconds it was a real it was a decent length match Mm -hmm. for you know a tv show and so and he did a really good job and he's a 205 guy like i i thought he did great and he went up against matt riddle like well yeah he did he did two very different matches that were both good in very different ways Mm -hmm. like he showed that he good at what he does and mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be on 205. Maybe should have something else. Yeah. Drew Gulak, <laughs> the NXT MVP of the week. There you go. I gave the show a three and a half as well. I really enjoyed this show. Uh, take Jackson Riker out of this. And I think this was a really good show. If you, if you pop him out of there, uh, cause He's I was just going to bring the episode down. If he shows up. I'm yeah. Sorry. It was, it was really the only down moment. Yep. So, yep, there's that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before we go, a big thank you to the sponsors. Uh, sponsors each and every week. Adam Tickets, cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. And uh, also, while you're hanging out uh, at the website, you can check out the archives of the show, and you can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And that way, you can hear us come back and talk about NXT next week, episode 492. We're going to be in the 90s now for a while, everybody. Uh, But that's okay. It was the greatest decade. So, (laughs) (laughs) break out your NSYNC and Backstreet Boys posters, uh, because we're in the 490s, with a main event next week of Adam Cole versus Ricochet. 